spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. There's not one reason that uh, certainly any small brewery is facing closures, and one of them is absolutely how tough it is to be a small brewer in the state with the restrictive laws. Joseph Cortez, Georgia Craft Brewers Guild, had hoped for some legislative relief. This year's legislative session looks as though not going to get it. Uh, Senate Bill 163 failing to advance, uh, reads the headline. Joseph Cortez, Georgia Craft Brewers Grilled with us now. Joseph Cortez, thanks for your time this morning. Great to be with you. Good morning, Tim. Uh, dive into the bill in a moment. Quickly, the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. Who are you folks and what do you do? We are the uh, nonprofit trade association. We represent all of our craft breweries across the state. Um, at this point, around 170 or so. And we do that through advocacy, education, and awareness. And certainly advocacy is kind of the, the pinnacle of, of what we do and serve our members and really pushing for better laws for them. Uh, by the way, my listeners have heard me say this over the years. If if craft brewing did not exist, if, if the wonderful IPAs and stouts and porters, those being my three favorites, if those did not exist, I would not drink beer. If all there was was the stuff that you find in the stores, the mass-produced stuff, God bless those folks, but I wouldn't be a beer drinker. I, I love the product. And I, I, I gather I'm not alone. This is a thing that began, what, in the early, mid-90s? At least that's when I began to encounter it. Sure. And it's grown every year since. It's grown significantly, and you know we've we've been able to make some great policy decisions with uh, folks under the Gold Dome through the years in Georgia. Certainly, Senate Bill 85 in 2017 was a great step uh, forward for our breweries, and it helped them grow. Unfortunately, the ceiling was kept pretty low on those businesses, and that's kind of where we're at um, a real critical juncture in Georgia of where this industry is going to go. We're still ranked 44th in new brewery licenses per capita, so although we've seen significant growth we're still really behind most other states. And so then Joseph Cortez, Craft Brewers Guild in Georgia, let's get to the specifics of this Senate bill, Senate Bill 163, uh, not making it out of committee and crossover day next week. Things going to run out of time. Not going to make it across the finish line this year. Uh, various parts of it, but the, the big one that stands out to me would allow me as a craft brewer to have my product sold in the restaurant down the street from my brewery. And, and that cannot now happen under Georgia law, and evidently that's going to be the case after this legislative session. Correct. It can't happen. And, you know, just to give you some perspective nationally, almost 40 other states in the District of Columbia can have what's called self-distribution for brewers. And for, in our case, we were asking for small brewers within a limited area to really be able to build up your brand. You know, it's a real economic issue for small breweries that are just starting out to have to scale up to get to a point where they're economically viable for that 30% markup as soon as you get out the door to get on a distributor's truck to oftentimes go across the state, sit on a warehouse, get ordered by a retailer. You're in, in many cases, your restaurant next door. We have so many cases of that happening. Come back from the warehouse across the state on the truck, spend all that time, and then finally make it to the retailer and hopefully finally make it to the consumer's hands. Um, 
that just doesn't make sense for folks that are really trying to build up their business and build their brand locally in their community. And 40 other states have figured it out. We, uh, we've made the case um, that this makes sense for us. It helps build a better three-tier system. You know, you hear a lot about, well, this is going to tear down a three-tier system. The current system doesn't work for small businesses, and that's why this was so important for the past two years that we've been working on. Yeah, no, but here's who it does work for. Here's who it does work for, Joseph Cortez. It works for the big businesses. And you tell me I'm wrong here, but here's what I'm seeing. I see uh, legislators who understand your point perfectly. It's not that they can't get it. It's not that they don't grasp it. Uh, They understand the concept perfectly. But my sense is... And if I'm wrong, I'll eat it. But I don't think I am here. You got folks in the House and Senate, legislators, who see it as their assignment vis-a-vis this particular issue to protect the big bucks distributors, the big boys against the little boys in this fight. Uh, you folks out there, these craft brewers around the state, trying to trying to scratch and claw their way to get just a little more market share. And you have these big guys who don't want to give up a nickel of it. Uh, tell me I'm wrong, but that's what I'm seeing. Uh, you pretty much hit it on the head, Tim. Um, I, you know, the distributor lobby under the Gold Dome has used their significant power and influence to stifle any progress for small breweries uh, in terms of better policies, and they're more interested in protecting their, yeah, their state-mandated, in fact, state-protected monopoly, and uh, that's what we've been fighting against. And we would love for the distributors to work with us. They can be great partners for breweries, but unfortunately, that's where they're at, and uh, that really puts us at a at a, at a stopping point for most of our most of our small breweries to actually grow and be successful with these dis- distributors who who can and do often provide a valuable service. And Joseph Cortez, Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. Okay, that dynamic exists in other states. Cronyism, protectionism. Other states, sure. as you point out, have been able to overcome this. Uh, what do you learn as you look at them? Well, we've looked at other states. You know, some states it was a long, drawn-out fight, unfortunately. We have, you have some examples where it took several years to do this and finally wear down the wholesalers and other folks who have been fighting against it. Other states like Tennessee, they were able to work with their wholesalers at the beginning to get some, some self-distribution, uh, uh, you know, through their, through their legislative process. We have reached out every year to distributors, and again, they seem to be uniquely positioned in Georgia because the laws are so favorable nationally uh, in Georgia in terms of protecting their wholesale business and really their power and their influence. It's not really about their bottom line. Most of these other states that have self-distribution, we have some economic data that show that the distributors actually nominally do better. They're not suffering at all. I've asked. And when over 15 breweries in Georgia have closed over the past year, tell me one distributor that's closed up shop because Mm. of these reforms anywhere in the country. And I can't have anyone tell me one. So they'll do they'll do great. Anything we've done that has helped craft breweries uh, from a policy perspective in Georgia over the past 10 years has actually helped uh, distributors do better. The one path forward I can see, and we have an example of this locally, uh, some years ago, I lose track of time here, four, five, six years ago, uh, Terrapin, hugely successful craft brewer in Athens, an operation uh, in Athens, was purchased by one of the big boys, uh, Miller maybe, or Anheuser-Busch, I forget which, I think it was Miller, uh, that that snapped Mm -hmm. up Terrapin. 
And is that something that is happening as these big brewers, big distributors, uh, the traditional beer manufacturers, as they see the success of some of these smaller enterprises, are they starting to snap it up? And and might that be a way out of this? Well, they were. um, And they're actually doing it less. So Anheuser-Busch actually sold several of their craft brands that they scooped up over the past several years. This past year, they actually sold them off to another smaller but large beer producer in the, in the United States. Um, and for us, we see that, you know, we certainly want folks to succeed. And if that means uh, uh, an acquisition at some point, that's up to them and their business model. But that also presents some anti-competitive challenges. Um, Anheuser-Busch and Molson Coors would love nothing more to, than to continue their monopoly in the market as well, you know, supported by, by large distributors. Um, you know, I, I wish them well. I don't begrudge success, certainly, but um, there is a lot of anti-competitive activity when they're trying to come and scoop up folks who, who may be growing and maybe more competitive in the market, especially in the craft segment. Uh, finally, let's go on this one, uh, Joseph Cortez, Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. I mentioned I discovered this, and I can tell you where. A uh, place called Buckhead in Tallahassee. And this was in 1997. They opened, that was the first craft beer I'd ever seen. They brewed it right there on the premises. Well, what in the world is this? Fell in love with it and, and, and have not looked back. Why do I love this stuff so much? Why do so many people like it so much? I think it provides, you know, the richness of flavor, um, you know, a, a great experience. Uh, there's there's a great diversity of craft beer, really, for all tastes. And um, I think also you, you went into that brewery, and there's something different about a brewery and the community that it provides. Yes, it's about beer. Yes, it's about a product. But it's also about the feeling that I think this is why these these establishments have become anchors of development in communities across Georgia. And, you know, they're popping up in rural communities and, and far-flung exurban and suburban around metro Atlanta, certainly in towns like Athens. Uh, they have their own, Athens has its own craft beer trail now. Um, so it, it's about the, the great product that they provide and, and also the great community. Joseph Cortez, Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. Best of luck moving forward. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Tim. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.